Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. This episode of the Sartorial Geek Podcast is sponsored by Foam Armor Club. Foam Armor Club is a cosplay lifestyle brand with really cute apparel and accessories. Their designs are specifically relatable for cosplayers and friends of cosplayers. Two of their best-selling designs are Death by Con Crunch and Cosplay Makes Me Happy, which I love. They also have really cute products for friends and partners of cosplayers. Two of my favorites are a Cosplay Medic tote and an official Cosplay Handler's hat. Please go to FoamArmorClub.com or follow them all over the internet at Foam Armor Club. Hey, welcome to this episode of the Sartorial Geek Podcast. I'm Jordan Ellis of Jordan Denae, and I'm here with Rachel Parker. Um, She's one of the founders of Geek Girl Brunch, and we have met through a bunch of conventions and actually through Geek Girl Brunch New York. Um, So she's an amazing cosplayer, a really good con-goer, con-mom, knows everything about conventions, and she also has two podcasts that I'm going to let her explain what they are. Yes. Hi, I'm Rachel. I am uh, a host on the Fire and Lunch podcast, which is a Game of Thrones books and show based podcast uh, full of a bunch of nerdy ladies based here in New York City. And then I'm also on a podcast with my friend Elena called RTFB podcast. Um, But that's short for read this fucking book because we basically just make each other read books that we want to talk about. That's perfect. <laughs> Those were two awesome podcasts. Yeah. And um, so I want to have you back a lot. So you guys will hear a lot from Rachel because she has a lot of nerd knowledge about a lot of amazing things. But I wanted to do this episode as we're like sort of at the beginning of convention season. I know it already started. But for like convention newbies, because when we were at Emerald City a couple weeks ago, one of my high school friends who had never been to a con before came and thank God Rachel was there and she could like walk him through how to be at a convention and not miss like all the things that you don't necessarily know if you've never done one before. Um, so like where, like literally where do you start if you're just like, I want to go to a comic con, do you like start <laughs> with tickets or with? Like yeah. asking your friends which ones are good. I mean, I think I think it really depends on what you want to go to a con for. Um, I tend to go mostly for socializing with people, so I like to go to the cons that my friends go to, right? So, like, everyone's going to Universal Fan Con right now, and I'm sitting here trying to figure out how to get myself <laughs> to Universal Fan Con so that I can hang out with all of them. But I think also if you really want to go to a con just because you want to get somebody's autograph or you there are some panels that you want to go see, it's not necessary for you to have, like, a huge crew with you. So that, you know, you just kind of decide what you want and what your priorities are. And I think really kind of establishing your priorities early is the key to having a good time at a con, no matter what you want to do. So what are the main things you would go for? Like, if you want to cosplay, if you want to go to panels, if you want autographs, like, what are the, what should you think about before you go? Like, what are the main So I always tell people you can go to panels and you can go stand in line for, you know, autographs and stuff, or you can cosplay because 
there's just not a lot of time to do everything. And that's the great thing about nowadays is there's so many cons in so many places. You don't have to save for a year like I used to have to do to go to one or two cons. You can go to a lot of local places. And that way, if you want to cosplay at one or sit in line and do, you know, autographs, seeking or anything like that you can i mean like you can stand in line and cosplay but it's gonna suck for you so that i, I yeah, usually tell people not to do that <laughs> you should pick one favorite thing at least for your first one and don't go yeah. crazy and i think also cosplaying alone while doable is really hard depending on how complicated your costume is right i mean that's common sense but a lot of times yeah. i didn't know that and i would put myself in costumes that i should i had no business being in on my own and then it's like, I can't sit, I can't drink, but I'm happy, right. you know? And <laughs> <laughs> So if you want to go for, if you want to go in cosplay, like that's the main thing you want to do. Um, what are the best way, like, I know there are Facebook groups and stuff to find other cosplayers at certain cons, but I don't really cosplay, so I don't know. You have to tell yeah. us what that is like. There was actually a great panel at Emerald City that was put on by the organizers of a Facebook group that I'm part of called the Amazon Sisters of Themyscira. And that's an open group on Facebook. If you're interested in Amazon and Wonder Woman cosplay, you could totally sign up for that. But they had the same idea. It was like, okay, well, you want to get into cosplay, but I don't know where to start. What should you do? And it was just kind of like their stories about how they got into it and and what makes it fun for them. But I think the biggest thing that makes it fun for them. And it's also what makes it fun for me is to have a group. Like cosplaying by yourself is fun, but having a group is better. And you don't necessarily need to recruit all of your friends and dress them up, although that is a valid way and a thing that (laughs) I've done. Uh, There are all these groups online that you can join. And just knowing that there's going to be 50 other people dressed up in that same genre from that movie, that comic book that you can find and make friends with really helps you finish. And also, you know, you're going to have people to hang out with and talk to. Is Facebook like the the best place to find those groups? Yeah, there's Facebook. Um, There's also the Replica Prop Forum. If you're a cosplayer, you've been there. But it's it's kind of a great place to go to figure out how to make stuff and share your process. But then also people use it to be like, I'm also going to this con with this stuff. And then you can meet up that way. Awesome. And then if you want to do not cosplay and do like the panel uh, or like photo op, what, what's the, where do you start even like deciding what to do for that? Most of the bigger cons have like an app or some kind of schedule that you can download onto your phone. Uh, So that's super great because it's easy to be able to figure out what you want to do. And I always give myself backups. Like you can prioritize and say, well, I want to do, you know, I want to do these three things today or maybe five if you're really ambitious and depending (laughs) on how long you need to be in the line which is you know if you're at SDCC then you're in line all day your whole life if you're at Universal FanCon maybe you're not in line for the whole day so you can kind of plan that way but if you give yourself something to do other you know if you can't get into the room or the line is too long or you just didn't feel like leaving the cool panel that you were at to go get in line for another panel, then you have something else you can do. That happened to me at Emerald City. I tried to go to a panel, couldn't find it, and just decided to do something else. And it was still fun because I got to, the other thing that I wanted to do was just as good. It just was harder to get to from where I was, but it worked. 
I think that's good advice because if you've never gone to one before, you maybe don't realize that like you can't just go to everything and get there the minute that it starts. Like the big panels, you have to wait in line for a while or for like all day. And then it can be really disappointing if you have like one thing or if you have 10 things you wanted to do in one day and then you get there and realize you can only do like two. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, So you're saying you should pick like your favorite like one or two things or go for things that you think will be like easier to get into. Right. And I'm the kind of person who I always joke and all my friends are going to really laugh at me, but like I always joke and say, you know, I don't go to panels too much anymore because there's just so many other people that I want to see and tables that I want to go, you know, talk to people at that it's hard for me to just justify being stuck in a room but I have a lot of friends that's all they want to do and they want to be in these panels and they want to hear all these people speak and that's great I like the smaller panels more just a because you don't have to stand in line for five hours to get in but I think it's also you can a lot of those smaller panels it's not like you have to line up and ask your one you know witty question you can get into a conversation with the panelists you can meet people in, you know, in the panel and like go to another panel with them because you realize that you have similar interests. So I think that using them, you don't have to necessarily go for the huge ticket items. And those smaller panels can be really, really good. If you like, is there a way to tell in the guide which panels are going to be huge? Like, is there other than just like knowing if it's obviously if it's like Justice League or the Avengers, it's going to be right. huge. But do they give... Like, is there a way to tell from, like, the rooms or, like, if you've never been there before to guess uh, if I it's going to be huge or not huge? It really depends on who's putting on the con. I think, okay. you know, a lot of times if you're in, like, if it's a ballroom or if it's a, if it's a room that's like, easily accessible from, like, the main floor, um, then it's usually a bigger panel. Okay. Smaller panels are going to be either farther off site or maybe on, like, the third floor or, like, in the back or, like, in an annex or wherever – because a lot of times it's either in a convention center or like a hotel or a couple hotels. So it's a little harder to figure out. But, you know, close the closer to the lobby or like the main area, probably right. the more, <laughs> yeah, the, the bigger the panel. Then at like New York Comic Con, they put all the really big ones in Madison Square Garden. Right. So then it's right. yeah. Yes. So if it's in an entirely separate venue in a huge theater <laughs> or stadium, then you know it's huge. But I guess yeah. if you're when you're picking which convention to go to, you can also do the like if you're going to a huge con that has huge rooms, it will have huge panels, so you'll get like bigger celebrities. But if you'd rather just be able to get into everything and hear conversations, sometimes smaller cons are like a way to get to be able to go do everything because yeah. you can actually get into everything. Yeah, and because there's just less people and you know, the crush of the bigger cons is a it's like a thing. Like you yeah. if if crowds are not your forte, then go to a smaller con. I was I was actually thinking some good advice that I I didn't take at Emerald City. Uh, is to scope stuff out, especially if you're really like into finding that artist at their table at a certain time or going to a signing or something. Scope everything out if you can, because uh, I didn't do that. And then I couldn't find that one live stage that ended up being right. like two feet from where I wanted to be. But that was my fault because I had no idea um, where I was going. And I thought, I'll wing it. And it didn't work. So if you're going like for a full weekend, spend maybe the not so crowded part of day one, like finding all the rooms that yeah, you want to Yeah, and, find, and finding food options. Oh, yeah. 
there's nothing that sucks more than being like, I'm hungry. I have 30 minutes and then spending 30 minutes just trying to figure out where you're going to get the food. Yeah. Do you recommend like, are there certain things that you recommend people always take with them? Like, should you bring snacks and a water bottle and stuff? Or is there anything else that's like a weird thing you might not think of, but you need to always have with you? Yeah, well, you know, I'm a cosplayer, so I always have, like, a little emergency bag of, like, glue and safety pins and wig tape. Um, <laughs> Things I've never had with and, me ever. <laughs> yeah, Tylenol, you know, painkillers. Um, but, yeah, definitely water, definitely granola bars. Um, Robin, Geek Girl Strong, is always telling people that they should take advantage of, like, Seamless or... You know, like yeah. food delivery, which I never thought was be possible, but she's made that work so many times to get like healthier options than fast food or pizza or something. Yeah, that's a really good idea that I had never thought of either. Actually, so we'll link in the show notes. Robin has done some like how to eat healthy at cons blog posts so we can uh, let everyone know about those. Um, related to... Uh, getting ready ahead of time. So like, is there a trick to getting tickets or is every con different? Like, do you have to follow the convention that you want to go to? Is there a place to go learn how to, cause some you can just buy day of and some you can only buy for like 20 seconds and then they're all sold out. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how does that work? just, that's just the way it is now. Uh, I was actually thinking about that, too, because when I went to Universal Fan Con's website today, today to check it, I was like, oh, I'm not going to be able to get tickets. And there were still tickets, um, which I didn't think was going to happen with that con. But yeah, I think, yeah, it's just going to be a crapshoot. Like, if you're going to C2E2 or New York Comic Con or something, yeah, you, you're going to have to, you need to do your research. You need to follow them on Twitter or at least, you know, subscribe to whatever mailing list they've got so that you know when tickets go on sale. That's very stressful. The way that my uh, group and I do New York Comic Con, for example, is we just get as many people as we can into a Google Hangout. And we just, and we have like a big spreadsheet and the spreadsheet has like everyone's name on it and then each day and then how many tickets each person needs in each day. And so as you are buying tickets, you can add your totals down on the Excel sheet. And that way, you know, if you've gotten all the tickets you need for that day for your group, that works really well for us because if you have, yeah, if you have 15 people and only five people get in to buy tickets, you know, then you just start, you start buying. Um, So that's worked really well for us. And yeah, and then there are a lot of smaller cons. Even like Dragon Con is a huge con, and they never sell out because it's more of a self-regulating con. It does; they don't cap the tickets. Well, maybe they should now, but they don't cap because those tickets. Because it's like not a fire hazard in one building. It's like the whole city is a convention, right? Right. Like- right yeah, it's like all of downtown Atlanta. But you know those tickets change prices, right? So that's how that kind of helps to self-regulate. Okay. Like if you buy them at the con the year before, it's like probably a third as much as what it will cost you if you buy it within four months of the actual date of the convention. So yeah, I think just looking up their websites, looking at all, looking at all of their policies, their weapons policies is a big one. Um, any, any kind of uh, restrictions that they may have on types of cosplays, whether or not you can show skin or if they're banning stuff like Hydra cosplay, which a lot of conventions are, you know, banning anything having to do with Nazi imagery. So you can't do Hydra. 
Um, and knowing that so that you don't bring anything that's not going to be allowed in is really... Yeah, is there normally like a like a rules and regulations or like a about page for cons? Is that where all that information yeah. is? Okay. Yeah, that didn't used to be so, but I think, I think social media has just made everybody really hyper aware of what's acceptable and what's not. And everybody, every, every con worth going to has a policy of behavior, what kind of props you can bring, whether it's a family con. If you're going on family day, maybe not, not the naked cosplay. Right. <laughs> and the weapons thing is a good, cause that's sort of new, but important to know, like if you have certain things that are weapons or weapon, like you might either not be able to bring them in or have to get like a special check for them. Like right. that's just yeah. something people should know. Finding the security desk, knowing where that is so that you can get your weapons tagged by the security desk is really important so that you don't get your stuff taken away from you. Um, and like some cons, some cons don't even allow anything that looks like a gun, right? So you could bring a sword, yeah. but not a gun, maybe not your, you know, your gun sword. That's really frustrating <laughs> right. for me because, you know, I build something and then I'm like, I want to bring it to this con and I can't because they won't allow any weapons at all. Some of them are a lot more lax. So you have to know your rules. So just, like, find that out ahead of time before you go. That totally yeah. makes sense. Um, is there anything that you, like, would want to tell someone who's never been before? Like, one of the things that I realized is that there is very horrible cell service most of the time, especially oh, yeah. if it's bigger. So, like, something that I didn't know is when you make your plan, either write it down or save it in your notes or make sure the app is, like, offline because you might never be able to get internet the entire time you're there. So you have to plan that way. Like, yeah, yeah. Meeting times and stuff. If you can't actually text or call anyone. Yeah, that's a great point. I always, and I do this now automatically. I always have batteries, extra batteries, or if my phone has extra room on it for pictures, I can pull stuff off because your cloud's not going to work. Your cell service is not going to work. If I'm with a group of people, Usually we'll set times where it's like, oh, meet me here at this time. Because if you can't get your cell phone to work, you can't find people. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, even if there's Wi-Fi at the convention center, that's bogged down. It's yeah. really shocking how much offline <laughs> you can be. Yeah, and it's, it's, like, it's like, it's 1995. Let's have right. fun. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I think that's a good idea, too, to, like, write stuff down. I don't do that. I just put stuff on my phone, and then when it dies, it dies, and I wander. But that's a good idea is to actually have a piece of paper <laughs> where you can write down where you're supposed to be. And the room numbers, room numbers, and the building if there's multiple buildings. Because I have done that, too, where you go to the wrong building, and you're just searching for a room number. Yep. Yeah, that sucks. Do a lot of the conventions have charging stations set up, or is it, like... Does it make more sense to just take a portable battery pack with you? Yeah, so in my experience, no, they don't have uh, portable charging stations. Some of the bigger ones will have like fun little places, but you can't really depend on those, right? And who knows if they're actually going to work or if there's going to be a line. So yeah, I always bring a couple battery packs um, and kind of... If I can, I'll bring like an extra, an extra like hard drive or like a little hard drive or something that I can put pictures on. That's so smart. Yeah, nothing sucks more than running out of room on your phone. And I take a lot of videos, so I run out of room really fast. Yeah, and all those things aren't expensive, or you can get versions that aren't expensive. Like battery packs are pretty cheap now um, yeah. to like last for a whole day. And then something that I actually 
someone I shared a room with did this, which I had never thought of. If you're sharing a hotel room with a bunch of people, they brought like a power strip because some hotel rooms don't have a ton of outlets. And then you're all trying to charge all of your things all the time. <laughs> um, yeah, that's and, a like, wonderful idea. Yeah, I never thought of that before. I was like, that's so genius. Or bringing like any kind of adapter that lets you charge a lot of things, a lot of places. Mm -hmm. Um, do you have any suggestions for if you're going for like celebrity hunting, like for photos and autographs and that kind of thing? Yeah, I think my number one, uh, piece of advice would be to scope everything out beforehand, know where you're going to be and when, um, and make sure that you know when you need to line up read all the fine print on any kind of ticket that you buy to make sure that you're not supposed to be somewhere early um, or that you don't need to be there early because sometimes you don't. Sometimes it's like you can only line up at this time, don't show up before, which is helpful. Um, I think another thing to know is that you will not have signal. So scoping it out is good because if you go there early and they've made any changes and you didn't get an update on your phone or something, then you actually see the announcements, which is really helpful because you don't want to kill yourself if they've canceled or you don't want to go to the wrong room. Yeah. Like I've seen, I feel like that's a pretty common thing where if anything goes wrong or the celebrity has any kind of conflict or whatever, they'll change, um, they'll change times or they'll change rooms. So that's a really good point to like Make sure if you paid for your ticket, they won't care if you just like missed it because you weren't paying attention. So yeah, so, like, your money. check all care. that. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and then like, is it, is there, should you only try to do like a couple a day or like, I mean, obviously they're pretty expensive. So not many people can just like go get autographs all the time, but are there any tips for like not overdoing it or is it just most people won't because... I mean, that's my key piece of advice is I always tell people don't try to do too much. You really want to because sometimes you're traveling or, you, you know, you're trying to fit as much as you can into this really expensive weekend. But I think it's it's really important to give yourself time to breathe. Like if you have 10 things on the agenda that you want to do, know that you're probably only going to do three or four of them. But that's also great because you leave yourself time to wander, to come across an artist that you, you know, didn't know was there or that you've, you know, just discovered. And then you can talk to people. And I think those one-on-one -on -one discussions that you get to have with people are more important, at least for me. Um, I think that's what really makes your con more fun uh, than other than, because otherwise your stories are like, well, I stood in line for two hours and then I got an autograph and then I went home. But if you get to wander around and you give yourself that time to do it, then you see the amazing cosplay and you run into people. And that's where all the magic happens. I think that's really good advice too, because I've definitely heard people like, I guess once you do a few, you start to get the hang of it, but it's kind of like if you go to a music festival or anything where you realize you can't do every single thing. So the lineup can look great, but if you try to hit up something every hour, you might not realize that they're in like different buildings or that you need to leave time to eat and sit sometimes. So I think that's a really good, like main piece of advice to remember that you just can't do everything. So can't. don't disappoint you yourself trying. <laughs> yeah. I, and, and I think also another um, thing that I'd like to tell people, and I take this for granted because I've been going to cons for a very long time. There is a con culture and a con way of kind of 
being um, in terms of how people are expected to act. So, you know, you're going to be in a crush and everyone's in a hurry and everyone's tired. And I think just kind of making the choice to be kind to everyone, to be aware of yourself, you know, say, excuse me, hold the door. Just, you know, don't be the guy that ruins someone's con, but also know that there are rules. Like if you're taking pictures of cosplayers, you're supposed to ask first and maybe you don't know that and that's fine, but you should. Um, And usually it's just kind of a nod. You hold up your camera and they say yes and let them pose because people practice. You know, there may be a certain angle that's best for their costume. So give them that chance. Don't take, you know, weird shots of them where they don't know they're taking, you know, you're taking a photo of them. I was going to say that's like something that is very convention specific. That is like you're not normally interacting with cosplayers in your normal life. So like they are people too. don't touch them. Don't like take photos without asking I was going to ask, is there anything else like that that's sort of like a convention? Um, I mean, obviously manners are like normal manners, just be a good person. But is there anything else that's like convention specific that people might not know if they've never been to one? I'm trying to think. I think um, just being aware of everyone, like there's people who have mobility access um, problems, like make way for them. You know, like if you're blocking the only door that someone in a wheelchair needs to get into the panel, then don't be in that front of that door and feel free to say something to somebody else in a kind way. You know, if you see them doing it, um, make way in the crowds. It's really, sometimes it gets really crowded and people who have strollers or wheelchairs just have a harder time getting through. So just kind of being aware of that too. Like the same rules that, you know, they, if you're at Disney world or at a music festival. Yeah. That just reminded me too. Um, we talked about things that you definitely should bring with you, but if you don't need a ton of things, like maybe don't bring a huge bag with you. One, because you'll get really tired of carrying it. But two, like if you have a giant backpack, at least be aware that you have it and you're probably going to run into people. Um, so, you know, pay a little extra attention and don't like crush people with your stuff. Yeah. For sure. I always try to go as light as possible because I'm usually in a costume and that helps. Like I, you know, if I know that I'm going to buy stuff, I try to have a handler with me that'll carry all my stuff and they're always so great. Thanks all handlers out there. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I, and also I always like shop at the end of con too, because it's less crowded or usually is. Um, Sometimes you get really good deals when vendors are trying to clear their stuff out Uh, and you don't have to carry it around everywhere you go. Yeah, like think about if you're buying something heavy, especially, you might not want to carry it around with you all day or if it's fragile or something. So, you know, that's really good advice. Um, Are there any other last minute like tips that you can think of? Um, I know something that that we had talked about before too is like the bathroom lines can be super long and like the food lines can be super long. So don't wait until you're dying to like, get a snack or get food because if it's a bigger show especially you might be waiting for a while yeah yeah good advice I'm like the worst I um I'm the kind of person that drinks water and like nibbles on granola bars but very rarely eats until like the end of the day and I try to limit my bathroom breaks because I'm in a costume but yeah don't do that that's not good advice And like, if you're with a group, you know, make sure everyone around you, like keep each other accountable to like drinking water and eating because everyone will be less grumpy and terrible. Yes, it is such a help. 
I always appreciate when people are like, have you had water? And I'm like, oh yeah, I need water. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, all of this is great to hear from you. Cause like I said, like I never get to leave my booth. So I don't really know what it's like to go to a con. Let's summarize. So setting your expectations, being realistic with those expectations uh, and structuring your day on whether or not you have people to meet right? So you should set up a meeting place beforehand in case you don't have signal. Um, Or if you're going with friends, that's great. Spread the love. Maybe one person carries all the batteries and one person can, you know, if you have pockets or something. (laughs) Right. Um, And if you're going alone, don't be afraid because there's always people that you can, you know, talk to and meet up with. Use the internet, find your people. uh, And con is still fun alone. Yeah. And I will link to all of, uh, you're Darth Rachel all over the internet, right? Yes. Cool. So I'll link to Rachel's social media and then ours too. Like if you're going to a convention for the first time and you wish you knew someone there or you want to like ask a couple questions, either of us would be happy to either try to connect you with people that we know because we're both pretty like well connected at this point um, to nerds all over the country. So we could probably let you know um, someone who's going to be there or like cool booths to stop by um, and we can help give more advice. But That sounds great. Thank you so much for going through all of this. And uh, hopefully that will inspire anyone who is like nervous or hasn't been before to go to a con. They're really fun and they're not, they're not too scary or overwhelming. No, con, con is where I feel most at home. Con is where my people are and I love to meet more people. Yeah. So come meet us. We, if you follow us, you'll know where we're going because we never stop talking about (laughs) the conventions we're going to. So if you're going to be ever at any cons that Rachel or I will be at, please come say hi. Um, we would love to meet you and Rachel will definitely look awesome because she's always cosplaying great things. (laughs) So you you should go follow, follow her everywhere. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you so much, Rachel. Um, Thank you. We will link to everywhere that you can follow Rachel, her podcast and uh, geek girl brunch. And then if you like this podcast and you want to hear more, you can subscribe. You can leave us a review or a rating. If you want to check out our Patreon, uh, we would love you forever for doing that. And you can find us everywhere at Sartorial Geek. Thanks so much. Have a great week and stay nerdy. We'll talk to you later. Bye.